Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Origin Gates Daily Podcast called Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. As always, I am so honored to have this opportunity to share my heart with you, and today I want to talk to you about troubling the waters. So, We're going to look at some scripture found in John chapter 5. You may be familiar with the story. Oftentimes, I kind of jump in and just share my heart. Um, Today, I'm doing that, uh, but I feel like I'm a little more structured and organized uh, than normal. So hopefully, this will encourage you in your relationship with Yahweh to progress and go deeper. Now, I want to start off by saying that I believe that Yahweh is calling us to a higher dimension. And it's it's not to escape the dimensions of this earthly realm, but rather to engage the realms of heaven in order to transform this world in which we live. So as Yahweh draws us higher, he is simultaneously inviting you and I to go deeper with him. It's a new Jerusalem where the depths rest upon the heights, And there's a point there, a connection, a vav, if you will, um, that allows us to be able to transcend between the dimensions and we're not limited by time or space. So how are these depths stirred? Well, from the foundation of the depths, the the base, I believe, um, a spinning or a rejoicing takes place, which creates a vortex and it draws those things deeper into the depths. Now, the troubling of the waters never occurs from the surface because you can look like if you're standing over water and you throw a rock into it, um, it, it creates a rippling effect on top of the water, right? Um, so, so the surface always um, reflects the smallest and most minor movements. Um, but to be able to really trouble it, you've got to, to create a vortex from the depths, from the, the deepest place. And, and I believe that in Genesis 1, We've, we've heard this being taught by so many of the, the, the great people who are involved here in, in Wisdom's Echo. I remember Sir Ian Clayton uh, teaching on this for the first time, but he talked about hovering over the face of the waters, how the Spirit of Yahweh hovered over the face of the waters in Genesis chapter 1. Um, and, and I want to say, that the spirit of Yahweh was hovering over the face of the waters because I believe that you and I, we were created to hover over the face of the deep. We are the marvelous light created by Yahweh to illuminate the depths. So let's take a look at at this um, passage in John 5. I'm just going to read the scripture and then kind of share some thoughts with you. Um, Hopefully this makes sense. Uh, This is kind of the way that I study Um, And so (laughs) I hope that this translates well. So John chapter 5 verse 1 says this, Then Yeshua returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Aramaic, the house of loving kindness. And this pool is surrounded by five covered porches. So first, can we acknowledge the sheep gate like What a fitting name. Isn't it just like religion 
to organize a solution that creates dependency upon a system. Now, this pool was called the House of Loving Kindness, but limited the move of Yahweh by leading sons and daughters to believe that their healing was dependent upon their own ability. Now, now second, I want to point out that it's covered by five porches. This is hay, beholding and the breath. We become what we behold. Now, we're going we're gonna to dig into some deeper things here, um, but this is just an introduction. So in verse 3, it says that hundreds of sick, sick people were lying there on the porches, the paralyzed, the blind, and the crippled, and all of them were waiting on their healing. So can you imagine hundreds lying under the covering of what they would behold under the covering of their breath without possession? Now, remember, the definition that Yahweh gave me of poverty is proximity to prosperity, but it denies the possession. Now, these hundreds of people, they were so close to wholeness but fought ever so often to obtain possession of that wholeness. And it says that there were three types of people that were laying here. They were the paralyzed who, who represent vision without movement, vision without the ability to progress and possess. There were the blind who had movement without vision, and then there were the crippled. And and I believe that the crippled were probably in the worst position. Now, they had just enough vision to see and just enough strength to move, but only achieving lack at best in both of these categories. So verse 4 says, For an angel of Yahweh would periodically descend into the pool to to trouble or stir the waters. And the first one who stepped into the pool after the water swirled would instantly be healed. Now, every single person that had not received healing was faced with the taunting ability to hear or see a fortunate soul receive healing. Now, can you imagine laying so close to the fulfillment of your wants and needs, but not being able to do anything about it. Verse 5 says this, There was a man who had been disabled for 38 years, lying in the multitude of the sick. When Yeshua saw him lying there, he knew the man had been crippled for a long time, so he said to him, Do you truly long to be healed? Now, what what kind of question is this? Honestly, like, I know that he, he wanted to present an opportunity, but this man had been laying there for 38 years disabled. Now, now 38 years is, I, I did the math, I was just curious, 13,870 days of disappointment, of being stuck in this same position and not being able to do anything about it. Verse 7 says this, The sick man answered him, Sir, there's no way I can get healed, for I have no one who will lower me into the water when the angel comes. As soon as I try to crawl into the edge of the pool, someone else jumps ahead of me. So, so his excuse had become his identity. And the moment that you and I allow hurt and pain and sickness and lack to become our identity. We neglect the ability to receive healing and wholeness to come into our lives. Now, he couldn't even answer the question because I believe he had become so familiar with explaining why he was in this position rather than believing that his position could actually change. So Yeshua said to him, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat and you will walk. Now, immediately he stood up and he was healed. So he rolled 
rolled up his mat and he walked again. Now this miracle took place on the Jewish Sabbath, which became a problem, right? Because Yeshua had proved that in the midst of the sick laying and waiting for the trouble, the troubling of the waters, that there are those of us designed to never wait on the waters to be troubled, but for us to trouble them ourselves. Man, I, I feel the, the, the power of the Holy Ghost inside of this, of Ruach HaKadosh, that, that we not only measure the depths, but we're able to allow that dynamite to clear things out so we can get busy building. So you're either waiting for the troubling of the waters or we are becoming the ones who trouble the waters. Yeshua was not limited to the angel coming in and troubling the waters to be able to heal. He had the ability and the power to heal this man of his sickness. He, he wasn't limited to the boundaries of the waters in the pool because he recognized the cry within this man's waters of his spirit. And I, I want to encourage you today to remind you that we are the answer. You and I are the solution. And our intention is that we not only introduce the nearness of Yahweh, but we introduce Introduce the ability to bear his image and carry who he is. Now, when the Jewish leaders saw the man walking along carrying his mat, they objected and said, what are you doing? Don't you know it's the Sabbath? It's not lawful for you to carry things on the Sabbath. And he answered them and said, the man who healed me told me to pick it up and walk. They said, what man? Who was this man that ordered you to carry something? But the healed man couldn't give them an answer, for he didn't know who it was since Yeshua had already slipped away into the crowd. And a short time later, Yeshua found the man at the temple. He said to him, look at you now, you're healed. Walk away from your sin so that nothing worse will happen to you. And the man went to the Jewish leaders to inform them it was Yeshua who healed me. So from that day forward, the Jewish leaders begin to persecute Yeshua because of the things he did on the Sabbath. Now, this would become one of the most recurring problems that Yeshua caused throughout his ministry. And I truly believe that as he continued to heal people on the Sabbath, he did that to prove that rest looks differently from the way that religion had experienced it. Come on, man. Like, can, can we just acknowledge that when you and I are seated in rest, it doesn't look like laziness. It's not an excuse to not get things done. It means that we carry a greater grace to fulfill the will of our Father. So my encouragement today through this is that Yahweh is inviting you and I to the depths of who he is. This is a place where we we move away and separate ourselves from the codependency of, of what immature people rely on, which is waiting on something to happen. And this is that we understand that Yahweh has given us the authority and the ability to be able to receive healing and wholeness in every aspect of your life, spirit, soul, and body, in your mind, your will, and your emotions, Yahweh desires for healing and wholeness to take place. And, and I just can't help but, but believe that there are still some people that are codependent upon the, the opportunity of waiting your time uh, in line or waiting for your turn when Yeshua is standing before you saying, do you want to be healed? 
Stop waiting on an angel to trouble the waters. These angels are meant to go and carry out the word and the commandments that Yahweh has placed in our heart for us to be able to establish his word and present it back to himself fulfilled. This is a huge opportunity. But but Yeshua did not wait on the angel to trouble the waters. He simply troubled the waters himself. He troubled the waters within this man who was disabled for 38 years and brought healing to his body. So the time of being paralyzed and blind and crippled that we sit in a place where we have vision without movement or we have movement without vision or we have just enough of the vision and movement to be able to to walk into a place of lack, these days are over. They're, They're done. They're, they're meant to be done, that you and I walk in a place of abundance of Yahweh's goodness and His glory and His grace in our lives, that we, re, we just allow ourselves to, to, to release a frequency of light and life that all of creation sees that and acknowledges it and it reminds them of the frequency of Yahweh. And so creation is drawn to us to be able to honor who we are. And I believe that's what favor is in our lives and the favor that you and I are meant to walk in. So family, I hope this encourages you today um, to to just get up and walk. Like we're we're meant to to operate from a place of of just peace. We're meant to to operate from a a place of fulfillment and wholeness, and Yahweh is calling us into that place today. So, so honored to have this opportunity. Thank you for your engagement with us. Um, Tell your friends about what this is, um, and, and let Yahweh speak to them through these powerful messages and revelations um, that Yahweh is giving us as we see the fullness of who Yahweh has created for us to be. Love you, family. Thank you for this time together, and I look forward to doing it again.